wanted to start this podcast to share hunting stories of my experiences and what I've done over the years. There's so much more that is involved in hunting than just pulling the trigger and killing an animal. We want to be inspirational, educational, but we also want to have a good time and teach you how to have a good time as well. If they get within, you know, 300 yards of me, they're done. I'll shoot them. I sat there in that tree and I waited hours and days. You know, normally, like I said, the hunt would have been over and I'm sitting there watching them. We locked eyes and he was like, nah, not today. There ain't a deer that I have shot since then that I still don't get that nervous. Well, my name is Brent Stone. I get the opportunity to be sitting here with Stephen Robbins with Hunting Day, or I guess I should say Hunting Day with Stephen Robbins. Welcome, Stephen. Hey, it's good to be here. And Stephen's actually the host. So we are introducing him. This is episode one, and we're going to have some fun this evening. And we have the next couple episodes already mapped out with some guests, and we're going to get a deep dive on uh, why Stephen, why he's, why he's doing this podcast and who he's really speaking to. So I'm going to flip it to him and just, Stephen, if you would just tell everybody uh, why this podcast, I know that this is something that, that you love to do. I know you're regarded as a hunting expert. You've had a TV show before. You've had some, some, some massive experience traveling the world, hunting, and not just, um, not, not just going nuts and killing animals. Um, you do it the right way. And, and I know you're going to talk about some of these things and, and, and actually, um, you know, respecting the, the, the hunt and some of these other things that are, are just as important as the actual hunt itself. So I'll flip it to you. Awesome. Well, Brent, thank you for that. Uh, awesome introduction. I don't think anyone has ever introduced me in such a polite manner. Uh, well were they drunk uh, possibly (laughs) Uh, (laughs) no so uh i definitely appreciate this and uh i want to introduce everyone to myself uh my name is stephen robbins i grew up in a small town of stanley virginia and uh, i've been hunting uh since i was a, a very young boy um tagging along with my dad you know i can think of sitting in a tree stand at the age of five years old and, uh, you know, probably wasn't the safest of scenarios, but I'm thankful that my dad had me out there. And, uh, you know, I can, I can say that hunting was never always fun for me. Uh, it wasn't until I got older and realized what we were doing and why we were doing it. You know, um, a lot of people think that hunters are killers or poachers or, you know, there's a, a variety of different names that are all of the negative facade and uh basically i want to i wanted to start this podcast to one share hunting stories of my experiences and what i've done over the years and how it's affected me as a person and as a man but also to uh educate in a sense of there's so much more that is involved in hunting than just pulling the trigger and killing an animal you know, there's, there's so much of prep work and legwork that goes into it that a lot of people don't understand what it takes to be successful. And that's where this podcast comes in is we want to be inspirational, educational, but we also want to have a good time and teach you how to have a good time as well. That's so good. And I, I think um, as we get into some of this, as we kind of, you know, talk about some of the guests you're looking to have on the show and some of that, and we get into some of the content tonight, um, I think that that's really going to 
help people get a good picture of where we're going long term. And uh, I think your experience and some of the things that you've you've spoken to me about have have been really good because, um, gosh, I mean, you you have been all over the world, and there's a lot of people that are in their mid fifties that would love to have the stories that you have and you're in your early thirties. So, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of really cool things that you can share with the hunting community and people that love the sport, um, and, and different facets of the sport. So we're, we're, we're going to talk here, um, within the next couple episodes We're we're, you know, in Turkey season right now. So we're going to talk about some of that, um, on, on later episode. And I know you've got some other things that, that you want to run through tonight. Um, I know here recently, you just got back from a trip in Texas. I'd really like to um, kind of touch on that a little bit and maybe have you share what the hunt was about, what you were hunting, um, <laughs> what, um, what tools you were using to hunt, because it wasn't the traditional setup, which is, which is most interesting to me when you told me what you were using, I was like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Um, why don't you tell us about Texas? Yeah. So, uh, we took the family down and, uh, uh, more about my family real quick is I have an eight year old daughter. Her name is Ava. I have a four year old daughter. Her name is Zoe and I have a two year old son. His name's Declan. And I'm not going to tell you my wife's age, um, but her name is April. (laughs) she she's she's 20 yeah yeah she's young but uh no so i loaded all of them up uh as well as a friend from maryland and we we went on a a a long drive a 24-hour drive uh actually it was a lot longer than that because we had the kids but uh we went to texas and we hunt as a family and that's uh, really cool yeah it's it's a i'm i'm blessed to be able to do that and i'm blessed that my kids love to spend time with me in that manner as well as april so the uh the the whole idea of the texas trip was to go do something different and when i say go do something different um i've got on a primitive hunting kick and so i killed a hog in west virginia with my recurve i've killed two rams with a big bore blow gun in the state of Pennsylvania. And uh, so I said, let's go to Texas and let's spear something. And so <laughs> I called a buddy of mine that's an outfitter. He's a ranch manager at a really high-end uh, ranch. And uh, he uh, he said, man, I got a lot of herd animals down here, and we got some scimitar horned orcs. And I was like, let's do it. And so – he set me up in a tree stand and he baited a bunch of alfalfa around. And for anyone that's going to throw spears at me for talking about hunting a baited animal, I was using a spear. So <laughs> come on. Right. And, uh, so I needed them close and I have a, I have an effective range of 10 yards or less with the spear. And, you know, the spear, it's a six inch blade, six inch long blade. And it's about two and a half to three inches wide. And I mean, it's just sheer nasty. And Did you make this spear, Stephen? No, actually, I I bought it. Um, I'm gonna. Where do you buy a spear like this? Is it was it like at like a like a 300 Spartan store or like how? Where do you get something like this? So the guy that sells these pretty much thinks he's a a, a Spartan soldier, and uh, he's more like well, I'm not gonna say it, but uh, 
<laughs> he's a good friend of mine. His name's Tim Wells. They call him the Slock Master. And I was using the Slock Master Sabertooth Spear. And uh, I want one. I need to go buy one right after that we get on recording this. So I've got four. Not because I'm like I'm, I'm like a great hunter. It's because I want to mount them on my wall because I'm sure they just would look really awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's, got, he's actually got a couple of varieties, and I'm not trying to plug him by no means because... I think he still owes me some money, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we uh, we shoot stingrays with him on the Chesapeake Bay, and uh, we we have a lot of fun with him. He's a super good dude, but uh, no. So he's got two varieties of spears. He's got like your land hunting, and then he's got your sea hunting. And so he's got um, I don't want to call it a bow fishing spear because it's not a bow, but it's a spear that's like a harpoon. Sure, and uh, gators stingrays sharks whatever you want to stab with it you can and so that's uh that's going to be something else we do this summer but uh so we were down there in texas and we i mean it was amazing sitting there and just watching you know god's creation and what all we have access to as americans right and so that's a topic for another time i believe but um being able to just be there and to see the animals because when I have a gun, if they get within, you know, 300 yards of me, they're done, you know, yeah. and yeah. I'll shoot them. And when I have a spear, I've got to watch them and I have to, you know, basically wait for them to come to me. And I learned, actually, I didn't know much about scimitar horned orcs, but I learned a lot about all the other animals that came in as well because I'm sitting there and, you know, normally, like I said, the hunt would have been over and I'm sitting there watching them. And just how cool it is to be able to be a shepherd of these animals. And I know that probably sounds weird to certain people, but to, as hunters, we know like God put us on this earth to maintain and to look after these animals. And part of that is to call them, right? And whether you call a trophy or you call a, 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 an inferior animal, that's, a, that's up to you. But I sat there in that tree and I waited hours and days for an oryx to come within spear range. And I was tempted multiple times by fallow deer, by black buck antelopes, by axis <laughs> deer, and I, all of which would have been perfect yeah. to spear. But I set in my mind that I was going to spear an oryx. And uh, finally, on the final day, I mean, we're talking the last few hours the herd comes by me and they knew i mean let's face it when there's an apex predator in the area they know and they got within like that 11 to 12 yard range <laughs> and i'm like 10 yards i just need two more steps right and the the bull that i end up throwing my spear at it's like we locked eyes and he was like nah not today you know <laughs> and as i'm throwing he's walking away and i'm not going to sit here and make an excuse that oh he moved and i threw you know yeah. i missed right yeah. but yeah. at the same time that spear landed where i was throwing yeah but he just wasn't there when it got there <laughs> that was a great time and it was a great trip and uh Unfortunately, my kids got sick that day, that evening, and so they came down with the flu, and we had to make a decision because we had a few more days left of future hunts yeah. that we had lined <laughs> up for the kids, but we uh, 
we made a decision. I said, well, I, I really don't want to go home without an orc. So I grabbed the 300 wind mag and at about 120 yards, he, uh, he took a bullet. So yeah. <laughs> then, uh, shortly after that, I was sick with the flu and we were stuck at the hotel in Kerrville, Texas. And we were there for two days and it was miserable. <laughs> All five of us. And, uh, so as you can imagine, uh, five people, one bathroom with the flu. It was not a good time. <laughs> oh, man. But oh. it's a story that I know. Maybe Declan won't remember it, but I know Zoe and Ava will remember it, and it'll be a story that we tell forever. Do you remember that time we all got sick in Texas? <laughs> Let's not do that again. <laughs> Let's not do that again. Oh, man. but uh, It's so cool. You're making memories with your kids and your wife and you're traveling all over the world and you know doing really cool stuff yep. let me ask you this <clears throat> you mentioned in the very beginning of this episode that you've been um hunting with your dad ever since you were you're a young boy how how long can you put a number on like how many years have you been hunting so participating about 32 years i'll be 37 here in november and uh so roughly 32 to 33 years, I want to say that I started setting with my dad probably around five years old, maybe four. I'd have to ask him and he may That's not really even awesome. remember. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I've been hunting. I started hunting by myself. Well, not by myself, but I started hunting, carrying a weapon at the age of 10. Got it. And I uh, killed my first year. I was one week from my 12th birthday. So I was 11 years old, killed my first year. And I, I'll never forget it. I was in uh, Folks Run, Virginia, Raider Mountain. And I had a 20-gauge side-by-side. And I, it was actually my great-grandfather's uh, shotgun. And uh, I shot a deer with double-lot buck. And I was aiming behind the shoulder, but I think I hit her in the head. <laughs> I was so nervous. <laughs> and uh, I, oh, man. I'll say this. There ain't a deer that I have shot since then that I still don't get that nervous. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the adrenaline. It's something about it. I don't know what it is. And uh, not to talk back about the spear, but I think my knees, and I, probably why that bull looked up at me like, what in the world? Because I was, I think I, if there was any acorns in that tree, I would have shook them out of it because I was just like I couldn't keep myself together. It was it was insane. It was a new it was a, that was a new experience, you know, sitting there with the spear and you've got this orcs just I mean that just sounds so cool. I was hunting an orcs yeah. with a spear. And before you showed me that picture before we started recording, I didn't even know what an orcs was, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> so so no, I'm gonna awesome. I'm gonna sidestep real quick yeah. about hunting and conservation and why it's important in Africa, the continent of Africa, the scimitar, horn, scimitar horned oryx was, went extinct hmm. because of poaching, not hunting, but because of poaching, because of poachers over there wipe out entire species. Yeah. Where as hunters, we are conservationists, but Luckily, there were landowners, private landowners in the state of Texas who had a scimitar-horned oryx herd and replenished. They literally came in with the state of Texas and grew this population to the point that they sent oryx from Texas back to Africa wow. and have repopulated Africa 
to sustainable numbers. And that's where I, I, I am so passionate about what we do and why we do it as hunters because God did make us stewards of the environment, and it is our duty to protect these animals. And sure, because of yeah. that, that's what's so cool because somebody in the state of Texas, I don't know who you are, if you're still alive, thank you for allowing me to be able to set in a tree and miss a oryx with my spear. <laughs> That's, that's, that's really awesome. I, I, I mean, certainly had no idea that that was a, that that was something that transpired where, where that, that species went extinct in Africa and they were, um, replenished because some, someone in Texas just was trying to, to, to do good with their, you know, their herd of orcs yeah. and replenish the population. And then they were able to, to take some back over to their natural habitat in Africa and, yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah, it's wild. I love Texas. There's so many things. Like, I think we could do a few podcasts of nothing but Texas and why it's probably the greatest state in the United States. I'm telling you what. <laughs> you from, do know we live in Virginia, right? I, I do. And you know what? By golly. Um, no, I've been to Texas. Yeah. I like Texas. It's 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 true about what they say texas is really awesome yeah. but um let's let's do this i i have i have another question so what is your favorite animal to hunt because you have hunt a lot of different animals and i guess one thing that we should probably cover when you come back is how many different animals have you actually gone in and on hunting trips for because okay. that i think that would be good for people to hear as they get to know you steven on um your background your experience and and why they, they they should pay attention and listen. So okay, my favorite animal. Yes. Or or okay, I'll make it a little easier. Or it could be your favorite, most memorable hunting experience. Okay, but you got to share the animal, obviously. Absolutely, absolutely. So my favorite animal, I think, at this point in my life to hunt is a free ranging axis deer from the state of Texas. And uh, another, so why is that? So. Maybe it's because I grew up hunting whitetails here, and it wasn't until recent, well, not recently, 2015, I made my first trip to Texas, and I saw an axis deer, and I was like, what the heck is that? It looks like a giant fawn with horns, and they're spotted deer. They come from India, and again, Texas, right? I love it. They have so many exotics no there's a lot that are high fenced and i'm not against high fenced hunting i've hunted plenty of high fences right but free ranging i love to free range hunt because it is certainly a challenge and high fence has its challenges too that's a different topic for a different time but hunting axis deer and I, that's my favorite animal but i am going to answer both questions because you asked me what is my most memorable experience my most memorable experience would be a tie between the first time that April killed her first deer with me in the state of Maryland on a free-ranging fallow deer. Very few people know that there are fallow deer free-ranging in Maryland. And I'm going to open open the secret box here. In Easton, Maryland, Talbot County, there are a, I don't want to call it a select number because the herd's ever-changing. People hunt them all the time there. But unless you're local, you don't know about this free-ranging herd of fallow deer. And we were setting on a soybean field during muzzleloader season, October 2010. And this 
what we thought was a really weird looking deer come through the soybean field and she shoots this thing with the muzzle loader at 50 yards. And I was in awe because I'm videoing. We have a TV show, right? And I didn't even video it. I was <laughs> <laughs> talk about getting in trouble. Um, <laughs> and so she killed this fallow deer and we're like, what the heck is this thing? Right. And so we, we meet up with the outfitter and he's like, that's a fallow deer. And I'm like, the heck is the fallow deer doing in maryland and in your soybean field you know and so i don't know how they got there or why they're there but they're there and the other most memorable experience i'd have to say is hunting with ava and we she killed her first whitetail at the age of six she shoots a 350 legend and it's a straight case rifle round it's Got very minimal recoil, but she handles it really well as what recoil there is. And she killed a 10-pointer that I I didn't measure it because I could care less how many inches this deer is, right? He's a stud. And he's up there with probably my top three whitetails that I've killed. And I'm like, you're six years old (laughs) and you killed this. And I'm going to pat myself on the back for setting you up here. But <laughs> well, as you should. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, how do I ever compete with this? I have yeah. a six year old girl that kills a 10 pointer. Like, wh- where do you go from there? Right. You know? And so, but she's, she's just a little hunter, a little huntress. And I call her killer Barbie. <laughs> and uh, she's killed plenty of deer since then. And, Big ones, small ones, whatever you want to call them, and uh, but those those are probably my most memorable experiences. It's That's not awesome. even about me anymore, right? I love to go do new things and try new things, try difficult challenges and things like that. But hunting with them, it just brightens everything up in the world, right? I don't care what's going on if I'm setting with my kids and we're in the outdoors, gun or not, bow or not, doesn't matter. If we're in the outdoors and I'm teaching them about outdoor life everything's better yeah yeah no that's awesome that was a really long answer how about we do this what what are some of the, some of the guests that you have maybe um coming up that some of your listeners can look forward to awesome all right so we have our first guest will be on an upcoming episode his name is brody prudnick and uh i met brody back in 2011 in morgantown west virginia his grandfather was my neighbor and Brody was just out of high school, started college, and you know we hit it off. We were really good friends from the from the get go. We bow hunted together. We shot bows in the backyard. Yeah, and uh, you know he's he's an all around really good hunter. Uh, I would say he's probably one of the better hunters that I know of. That's you know not famous. <laughs> oh, okay. No, that's awesome. So what, what is he, what's his niche? Like, what does he love to hunt? So I would dare to say that he's probably, uh, overall more of a whitetail deer hunter, but, uh, you know, when it comes to turkey hunting, he's right up there with the rest of us. And when, when those, uh, turkeys start gobbling, we lose our sense of direction. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I'm definitely excited to hear from him as we get closer to that episode. Well, here, here's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to start wrapping up this episode. This has been awesome. Thank you so much, Stephen. Um, please tune in and 
not be sorry. You're going to really enjoy it and learn to love not only Stephen, but also the guests that we have on the show. You're going to get a lot of value. And with that, we are out. That's all for Hunting Day today. Keep hunting and do what God calls you to do.